tayo. And 3, 2, 1, Alvin Aguilar, first Filipino black belt, URCC president, and my coach, my mentor, my family. Uh, thank you for doing this, Alves. Appreciate it. Of course. Anything for you, brother. What's up, uh, guys? Okay. Now, um, we could do, we could, I mean, talking before this episode, we, I, I told Alves that we could talk about so many things. But like any great story, it has to have a beginning. It has to have a good foundation so that it has, so that the storyline is clear. And more than anything, we want this episode to be um, a good memory that we could all look back into and say, yes, that happened. Yes, this is, this is how it all began. This is how it started. And for everyone who's training jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts and any other martial arts, I hope the journeys or the story of our journey will help you get better in your training. So, Chief, your journey in martial arts, like the very first martial art. And for me, my personal question is, what influenced you into training martial arts? Because you could have done any, something else, but Alvin mm -hmm. Aguilar decided to train martial arts. Well, it started with all the, the martial arts movies I was watching. I always wanted to become, I saw the ninjas. I said, wow, these guys are just so fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I got to be one of those. And then um, when I was in school, I was, you know, I was pretty much a hyperactive kid. And I was always happy when I was fighting, but not fighting, mm -hmm. fighting, but, you know, tussling, grappling or whatever with somebody. And it always was so much fun. So I started, uh, I started uh, karate with the AAK and I started artist with my father. Mm -hmm. And then from now, there, and then from now, there. Now from there, um, I never stopped. Like even, even during karate training, when we'd had breaks, I'd look for the older guy and try to fight with him while we had breaks <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> There's, there was one time, there's this guy who's about two years older than me. I actually never told anyone about the story. Mm. We had a break during karate because there's usually a lot of us. So they would take care of the white belts, the black belt, sorry, the, the brown belts, the orange belts, the green belts. Make, they, they'd have their own time. Mm. But we'd be in a break. Being little kids, we'd run around, do all sorts of shit. So what I did was I got an older kid. He's about two years older than me. I go, hey, let's fight here. Goes, mm. You really want to fight? So he was kicking my ass. Of course, mm. he was two years older. Then I got him and I smacked his head against the wall. After that, when he got knocked out, I was like, yeah, I beat him. And then nobody wanted to believe me. So I had to call everybody, look, 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 he's still knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I, I just enjoyed all of that so much. Um, mm. So from, from karate, I, I, did, uh, I did wrestling in the U.S. Uh, after wrestling, we continued my Filipino martial arts. In college, we did. I, I started Sarian. Mm, Sarian. I, re, I was really, really heavy into that. I basically hardly studied, you know, anything else except that. And what I think what helped me in Sarian the, the most was I was trying to master each and every part of it. Mm -hmm. Now, every time I'd learn something, I'd try to look for an art where it would come from. So I'd go to a national bookstore and I bought every fucking book there, every book. Mm -hmm. Even Aikido, even, you know, even the crappy martial arts there, I bought everything because I, I had to make sure that, you know, I, I knew everything. I learned everything. Mm. During my time, because during my time, uh, all, all of the martial arts was, we, everybody would talk about uh, 
Aikido, Taekwondo, mm. or anything. And I try to learn everything, everything. I get some of my, my I get some friends to, who were in Taekwondo to help me. Hey, what, how do you guys kick? Let's spar. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I get some boxers to, to you know, to, to come over. And, uh, you know, we, I, do, I did everything. So when I kept doing Sarian, I said, you know, there's so much more to learn here. So I was also doing Arnis at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, from there, I, I, I also started doing FMA, mm-hmm. uh, of course, in college. But then there's this time where I was in, uh, I was in Green Hills. And then I mm-hmm. got a magazine, Squadron mm-hmm. Shop. Squadron Classic. Exactly. <laughs> That's where everybody bought all the bootleg tapes, the magazines, uh. the books. So there's, a, there's an article there about a Kenpo guy who fought Hoyler Gracie. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about how he was so dominated and he couldn't, wasn't able to do anything. But he said, but maybe, you know, it's not really that good because he, we, were, we were just grappling. It's like, wow, I was really intrigued by it because... According to the article, he just kept getting taken down. He couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I'd fight in, in real life, I'd always end up taking the guy down, beating the, pus out, the, the piss out of him when, mm-hmm. what do you call that, from the top. So I said, hmm, maybe I should check this out, right? So by that time, I was a Sarian instructor. So I went, I went to the U.S. Uh, we got in some trouble here. So I decided to lay low in the U.S. for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some extracurricular uh, uh, extracurricular activity activities so mm-hmm. well, when I was in the states um, I'll tell you about when I went to the Gracie Academy it was mm-hmm. so awesome I mean I was used to the gyms here you know our, our gyms here are really underground has the underground feel like for mm-hmm. example in Sarian if you're not referred by anybody else there you can't just walk in you never come back right? um but this, when, when I was there, everybody was so accommodating. Wow, come in, come in. I was with my dad. Mm-hmm. First person I see walking is Hoist Gracie. It's like, wow, this is the guy I, I saw in the magazine. Well, I'm shutting you. I've seen it. Yes. Then later on, Horian came out. Then Horian started talking to me, started talking to my father. Mm-hmm. So he was so accommodating, such a good salesperson that I signed up for all the classes there. I said, lahat mm-hmm. ng classes he signed up for. So we did that. And then, um, when I came back home, I started incorporating in Sarian. So when I go mm. against the senior, senior guys, I just take them down and tap them yeah. out. And then, but I didn't really tell that many people I was doing Gracie Jiu-Jitsu yet. I mm. just kept it to myself. Because um, I came from the, the influence of uh, Robert Cousart, uh, the founder of Sarian, Sir Bob. Sir Bob, um, Sir Bob, Sir Bob. Sir Bob, yeah. His thing is, you know, don't tell anybody that you train. That, that's just for you. So you keep it to yourself. And uh, you neon. So that's what we were doing. So we were always quiet about it. We never, Sarian, if you notice, until now, nobody really markets Sarian like openly. Oh, yes. very, very seldom it's there. But, you know, it's before Talaga, Talagang, you really had to be, you know, referred by somebody else, somebody mm-hmm. else. So anyway, I, I do that to the, to the other senior instructors. Then later on, there was another senior instructor there. Na, ano ko lagi? Parang, eh, parehong mayabang eh. Ako mayabang mm. din, mayabang din siya. Oh. So we know, sino to? And then you'd probably see the same thing. Sino to? So when we were doing drills, we were doing drills one time. Uh, what's this? What do you call it? We were sparring. And then, uh, we were sparring. And then what he did was, this guy kicked me square in the nuts. Boom! <laughs> and then in Sarian, you're allowed, you're allowed yes, to kick it in Sarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I thought I thought my soul left me. I thought my balls were totally gone. I'd never have kids anymore. Everything being mm-hmm. sad. I said, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna beat up this guy after. Oh, uh-huh. So later on when he kicked me, I caught his foot and I cracked it this way and then I <laughs> the spin around. I bring home his ankle, Deba. Right? Uh-huh. This is the exact same story in Sixto. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we're talking about, Sixto. <laughs> and then that was your that was your bond though. That was the bond. When, yeah. when after that, they, okay, this guy, I, I, I can get along <laughs> with this guy. Though. So we had a, we had this. Uh, then all of a sudden, we had this this thing where I sparred with him in Arnis. And the first time I sparred with him in Arnis, I couldn't hit the motherfucker. So I decided mm. ah, I have to grapple with this guy because he was so good. Mm. Yeah, but he was taking uh, he was taking Kali Lustrisimo at that time. Mm. So I beat his ass grappling, and then he kicked my ass in stick fighting. So we said, okay, let's come up with this alliance. So ever since we came up with that alliance, you know, every time um, we trained together for Filipino martial arts, we trained together for jiu-jitsu. And then, um, what's this? Later on, when uh, Tohon Leogahe came in, you know, he gave me mm-hmm. access to Tohon Leogahe. We all became instructors in that also as well. We had a lot of adventures together. So... Mm-hmm. Um, in in our journey, we did that. Then we also did Yao Yan together. We, mm-hmm. we I became an instructor in Yao Yan, mm-hmm. and then in between all of this, I never stopped wrestling. Um, we never stopped boxing, so we just kept on and on and on. I guess it's it's just like you, you can you, you should never stop learning, never think mm-hmm. that one art encompasses all. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the most important is um, never think that you know everything because there's so much to learn mm-hmm. that even if you see this technique for example this technique of doing this just doing this mm-hmm. I mean, it just looks so simple right you're doing this but there's so many factors involved there like what for example when you hit like this your elbow can't be going up your shoulders yeah. got to be relaxed i mean there's so many there's so many factors there that sometimes if you do it again and you haven't done it in years all of a sudden mm-hmm. it comes out hey i'm pangit yana so you always have to look at a way to improve and um and then, you know, we did jiu-jitsu. Of course, as you know, we did MMA. We had so many memories creating, creating champions in MMA and creating champions in jiu-jitsu. But, uh, yeah, that was, that's basically, you know, now we've created, you know, the largest team in Asia, created more than a thousand national, international champions, including world champions. Mm-hmm. We've had people place in the world also as well, a lot of yep. students. So, you know, I'm very, very happy with what we've done. But, uh, you know, as you know, we're always constantly improving and we got to take it to the next level always. Okay. So, at least, yeah, it was a good, um, at least now people will see that it's very multifaceted. The training and the journey was multifaceted. It, was, it mm-hmm. wasn't just one art. And mm-hmm. now, and now from there let's go back to the the Gracie Academy so once you trained in the Gracie Academy you were you were you, you got to train with the Gracie family and then what made you realize that this is good okay there are differentiating factors to this martial art and I think it's time to bring it home to the Philippines okay well there's several several incidents happened Mm-hmm. When I went to the Gracie Academy, of course, I was a young punk. I said, you know what? Since I'm a Syrian instructor, I'm the baddest guy here, whatever, whatever. I think me and Hoist will just exchange techniques. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, 
So when I got there, I was used to all Filipino martial arts. When you do something, you got to go with speed right away. Speed, aggression, yeah. speed, 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 right? So when I went there, when they showed me the first move, I was doing it fast. Like, no, no, no. My friend. <laughs> they all that, the, the, my, <laughs> my, friend. Friend. my friend. My friend. My friend. You have yeah. to take it easy. We relax here. You do slow. You do slow. Oh, why? Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was wondering what was wrong with these lessons. Why is it so slow? And then later on, I said, Tony, you know, these are only the, the lower belts teaching me. These guys can kick all their asses. I was so mm-hmm. arrogant in my head. So what I did was I booked the private with Hoist. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was when I booked the private, the purple belt showed up. Hoist didn't even show up. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So the purple belt starts teaching me. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just fight. They're like, okay. This guy tapped me out and beat the shit out of me for four, <laughs> 14 times at least. So the, fir- the first time I said, oh, maybe it's just because I'm jet lag. You can't catch yeah. me again. And after that, just kept going on and on and mm-hmm. on. He armbarred me here, armbarred me here, locked me here, choked me here. Like so many times. And I said, okay, thanks, thanks. And I was like so hard. I was so depressed. I said, what the hell? I- I'm useless. Totally mm-hmm. useless. I-, I have to find a way to beat this because this is, this is almost impossible. This is so hard to do. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, when I went back to the Philippines, we had this uh, World Cali Congress when I was with uh, Sixto, Baste, uh, John Malihan, maybe Utuhan Gahe. All of, the, all of the, the best guys, the Peters here from around the world and from different uh, clubs were there. Mm-hmm. From Canada, from Germany, everybody mm-hmm. was there. But there was this one American who kept, uh, you know, who kept talking down to us and treating the Philippines like basically like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Filipinos, you sit on the other table. All of us Americans, all the other foreigners stay here. We get the good food, you get the shit food. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he wants to show everybody, you know, oh, I'm the shit here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the American taking, you know, ordering these stupid Filipinos around, these fucking mm-hmm. Indios. So, <laughs> so, so, uh... so I asked Tohon, me and, me and Sixto went up to Tohon. Hey, Tohon. Can we go in a room and beat the living shit out of this guy because we can't take it anymore? Mm. Huh? No, you must fight him like a warrior. Who will you will, who of you will fight him? You must fight like a warrior. You are picking this here. Okay, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. I'll fight him now. Okay, yeah. we will fix that. So, Tohan says, okay, we'll fix that, all right? He never said mm. when. Uh-huh. He never said when. So, a few nights after, you know, nothing's going on. Me and Sikta decide to go get a drink. Mm. And you know what happened after that drink? Turned into more drinks, turned into yeah. more drinks, till we were totally plastered. And then when we went back to the camp, um, we had some sleep, about three, four hours sleep, and then mm-hmm. Don was calling us. Okay, what's happening, Don? What's happening? Okay, this is what you asked for. Now you have to fight. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like this. So oh. me, Basta, and Sixto had to, you know, shake off our hangover right away. Because better Friday, I had to fight this this big creation of uh His name is what's his name? Uh, Major Timothy Wade of the U.S. Army or some shit like that. Mm. Anyway, what happened was, Buster says, you know, take this, take this. This is a this is a mind supplement. What mind supplement? <laughs> It'll make you sharper. Are you sure? Don't really. It looked like moss, and it tasted even worse. Okay. So I, so I drank it. And there was no difference whatsoever. So it's like... <laughs> me hangover pa rin. Me hangover pa rin. Grabe, grabe. It didn't go away. It actually got worse because mm-hmm. this time I was nauseous already. <laughs> so, yeah, now we're starting. Mm. 
Okay. All of the foreigners are like, oh my God, this little Filipino is going to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And then um, well, because of our training there uh, from jujitsu and everything. So as we went in, whacked him on the head, took him down and then choked his ass out. Mm-hmm. Happened in about like at least seven or eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. My head was like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we finally got our way. Mm. And then after that, um, they, they made me go against this huge Mexican, about 200-pound guy, mm. who also knew grappling. Mm. So we did some stick fighting, boom, boom, boom. And then he grabbed me in a headlock. And after that, he tried to break my ankle. Mm-hmm. The good thing he gave me his back, and I was able to choke him also. Mm. So that was the time I said, wow, this jiu-jitsu is really, really, you know, this is perfect. I was able to beat all these monsters, these mm-hmm. guys. And, you know, I wasn't even, you know, a, a good jiu-jitsu guy. So I did my best to train and train jiu-jitsu. When mm-hmm. I went back to the Gracie Academy, I got my blue belt in two days. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I went back to the Gracie Academy, I got my four stripes in two weeks. Okay. But then that's when I, but I had to stay there for the longest time because uh, what happened was um, I couldn't go back to the States that much. Uh-huh. I said that time sobrang mahal even till now sobrang mahal yeah mahal, mahal from the from the from the hotel everything the, fl- the flight so later on it's a good thing Fritz bought in Kazeka here so I got my purple up to black with Kazeka mm-hmm. and um, you know what do you call it? We, we loved Kazeka we had so much good times with him but then mm-hmm. uh, what's this and he would teach us you know non-stop he one of the best teachers but we just you know he was just when he left, we, we couldn't find him anymore. Yeah. We, went to the, we, went, we went to the U.S. to find a, to do a gym with Fritz, but he left him also. Mm-hmm. So we were all basically left alone. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. I, I maintained my friendships with the Gracie family. family. So I, I went to Hoyler, and then um, I was training with – we went to Hoyler's house. We did a mm-hmm. private there. Of course, you know, people, if you see Hoyler, Hoyler's really, really small. They kick my yep. ass all over the place. It's like, wow, my gosh. Total, total, I really got fucked up. And mm. I go, so Hoyler, where can I train with you? Oh, I don't have a gym here in San Diego. You have to train with my student. Like, who's your student? Salo Rivero. Mm-hmm. So, um, before this, by the way, mm-hmm. I was training in, in, in other gyms. When I trained in the other gyms, I beat all the black belts. Mm. Okay. I was like, yes, I must be the next big thing. Until one time, they, they made me spar with this huge mountain of a man, really, really strong. Mm. I thought I was about to pass his guard, but then he threw me. And then you know how he tapped me out? By putting his knee in my neck and pulling my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was? That was Fabricio Verdum. The Fabricio Verdum, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was really messed up. So anyway, so anyway let's fast forward. I, I, go to Sal, I go to Salah's gym. When I was there in Salah's gym... Tamantama, they were all training for the Mundials. Mm-hmm. So everybody there was like a champion in their own right. Um, mm. All of the girls were there. Mackenzie, Beatrice, uh, Leticia. Uh, for, for the girls, huh? And then all the other girls were like really champions. So Lovato was there. Uh, Hedges, Fredson Alves. Cron mm-hmm. Gracie was a brown belt. Yeah, Cron was there. Pati um, si JDS ata, nakita ko may picture kayo. Ando si JDS yeah. eh. We, we, there, there were so many, everybody there was a blue belt world champion. 
Diego Sanchez was there. Mm-hmm. There, there were purple belt world champions, brown belt. And then there was a kid there that I said, oh, I remember this guy. I think he's the son of the guy who's a training association representative like me. And then turns out he's also a brown belt world champion. That was Zach Maxwell. I had such Definitely. a hard time with that kid. My God, that kid's so good. So needless to say, I got, oh, guess what? You know who else was there? Galvao. Ah, yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was no there. Oh, yeah, he was there. Siya but no, she like to train before. Like, this yeah, is something so, like not everyone knows. But uh, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, he was he was just starting his academy. He was just looking for a place, and then while he was looking for a place to establish Ato San Diego, he was training with Saulo. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was there like every day, mm-hmm. and then and I'd watch him. Wow, he was really really good. Also, he'd have good you know good fights, but then. I won't just say who tapped who, right? Because... Mm. <laughs> oh. It's a gym. Just go... Oh, yeah. You're going to gym. You're gym. You know, I, I, I was able to, to fight and roll with so many good people there. I mean, that, mm. that gym just really... I had no choice because I was thrown into the fire. So I had mm-hmm. to just really, really get good right away. Damien Maya was also going there. Oh, yeah. Really JJ. So I got to roll with him a lot of times also. Like, that guy is so smooth. So, so good. Um... Of course, Lobato, Justin Raider was there. Uh, so let's say you're, let's say you're doing grip fighting, right? Mm-hmm. After one guy, you grip fight. It's another superstar. It's another world champion. Another world champion. <laughs> so if if you if you suck, you gotta you know not yeah, right? you don't belong. So I had to really 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 do well. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really thankful for that. Those experiences because that really like made my game go up. Every since I was in Salah, Salah showed me, made me understand more about jiu-jitsu. The foundation that he gave me was something, something else. Mm-hmm. That's something I never thought I'd be able to do because I thought jiu-jitsu, you know, well, it's still really, really hard. But when you understand it more or less, you know how to, you know, circumvent, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, get your way out of things. Mm. And then from so, there, uh, let, I'll cut you off ng content. I'll, mm-hmm. let's, let's backtrack a bit in the sense na you were learning all from you were learning from 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 great resource people and then you now you're going to use all of these experiences and then you're going to pass it on to us your students mm-hmm. now of course there's a difference between how we're doing things now and how you, we were doing things like back in the in, in the late 90s early 2000s and after the formation of deftap now looking back we're gonna we're gonna go down memory lane a content. Looking back, how difficult was it to grow the jujitsu community or even teach jujitsu? More so, providing the information about jujitsu to people who have no idea what jujitsu was about. Like, cause for example, tayo nun, pag may apat na estudyante, na tayo, eh, ba? So 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 now, how like looking back, like how was the process? Let, let's narrate to people the process of, of kasi, uh, now people just see class photo, daming tao. Mm-hmm. Defta Christmas party, daming tao. They, now you're, they, they never realize, they, they don't know na before it became close to 500 students, there were at least four to six people showing up in the gym. Diba? So mm-hmm. let's, tell, let's share that story. Because I want I want this to be something that uh, first time gym uh, like if you want to set up an academy you want to set up your own school later on 
uh, our future students who will want to create their own DevTech chapters later on, I said, there will be a time wherein there will be no students. The, the first mm-hmm. few years, the first few months, it's the tough, it's, it's, these are the, the months that you have to, that you have to gut it out and, and, you know, just, just be, you have to stay the course because you believe in this. Right? So what is the story behind that? Well, when I first, when I first brought it here, I brought it here this way. I was like, Hey, you know what? I did jujitsu, you know? They was like, what's jujitsu? Everybody thought it was like, yeah, it's just kind of pajama, na mohong gago, Everybody, everybody, yeah. because of the Bruce Lee era, everybody disdained classical martial arts. Oh, that's mm-hmm. classical. That's, uh, we do this, we do that, we do this, you do that. So, ah, me uniform, ay, wala yan, ganyan, ganyan. So, what I did to do was I had to show it inspiring first. Mm-hmm. The arm bars, you know, the, the mount, the triangle, you know, I had to do all of that. Now, once I got that down, the other people would say, "Hey, papano yan? Uh, Anian, di man yata gagana, kasi mas mas magaling ka or some stupid stupid thing like that." Mm-hmm. Buti na lang, the UFC came out already, and then we we had the we had the VHS tapes. Oh, tignan mo yan, oh. yan yung yan yung tuturo sa akin. Anian, mm-hmm. Iranian hindi, hoy Grecian, mm-hmm. Brazilian, Brazilian. Iranian. Yeah. Oh. Mogado Iranian eh. They, 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 they ask me all sorts of stupid questions, kung ano yung nationality niya, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, now I had to show them, now look at how effective it is and look at how big the guy is fighting. So, pinakita ko pa yung kalaban niya si Ken Shamrock. Ang laki ni Ken. Laki, bato-bato si Ken. Oh. American boy na boom-boom, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, tapos tinalo niya. I was like, wow, okay nga pala yan. Oh. Okay ah. And then the other people would go, yung sabat, na-try mo rin, yung sabat. Kasi mm. si Gordon Gordog beat, yeah, yeah. beat up everybody. Uh, hindi ko na-try yan, but tignan mo mangyari sa finals. So, tinalo rin ni Hoy. So, after that, you know, it was a little bit, a little bit easier. But, mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu is something that it's very, very hard to establish, especially, especially for us before. Kasi mm-hmm. what I wanted was to make people warriors. Mm-hmm. It's not like now, it's, you have the option to, you know, for the exercise, you know, competition, you just be able to have fun, you know, community, whatever. Before, you come in to be a warrior, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then we had this thing that if we beat you up, you don't come back, ah, kasi support yun eh. You'll never make it. So, we had this thing before that, because we wanted to weed out everybody also. Uh-huh. We wanted to have the people who we were dedicated before. Uh, I think it worked before and that's the reason why we have a strong foundation 25 years mm-hmm. is because the guys that we got initially were talagang, you know, these were people who weren't exactly tough guys outside. These were the nicest people outside. They came in, we beat them up. They came back, we beat them up. Then I thought, okay, now let's learn. Because that's how mm-hmm. I was taught also in Sarian, right? So that's mm-hmm. what we did. Um, from there, you know, uh, people said, the Philippines can never be good in jiu-jitsu. You guys will never win because there's no jiu-jitsu here. There's nobody teaching you. Uh, and you guys will never do well. I would go, ah, ganun, ah. So I didn't have a gym. I trained right here in the back of my house. Yes. It's a garage. Garage. I got pitch on. We trained. And we went to the States. I finished everybody. Um, my first four submissions were all, no. My first three submissions were under 12 seconds. My first three. Mm. And then the fourth one, it took a minute. And then the last one, uh, I lost in the finals because it was my stupidity. But I was up by like 14-0 and I still lost. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, 
What's it? No excuse. I lost, diba? Mm-hmm. That was a funny, funny finals though because one time during the fight, pag ganun ko, kasi sobrang dipis ng gi dati, diba? Oh. Yung, 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 yung Our gis before were like cloth. But when I did this, hawak-hawak ko na yung pantalon niya dito sa dalawang kapatid. <laughs> Baka, baka ibang, baka hindi pang jiu-jitsu yung, yung suot niya. Baka pajama talaga. Baka pajama talaga yung suot niya. Diba? So, so, so people always said that we couldn't be good. So I, that's when we came in. Oh, see, we proved it. And these guys were the ones training in the US. And dami mm-hmm. na Parang, whoa. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe these Filipinos can do something. Then the next year, we sent Richard, we sent Paolo, we sent Joey. Joey ended up winning absolute champion. He ended up winning his weight. Richard ended up winning gold. Paolo also ended up winning gold. So, tuloy-tuloy niya. That started our, you know, that started our tradition in DEFTAC. Now, you know, we send you abroad, almost sure na yan, you'll be champion or become a medalist. Mm-hmm. And then, from there, it was, a, it was, it was steady growth. And then, mm-hmm. um, it, of course, it led to the organization now. And mm-hmm. looking, and, and then from here, uh, of course, this is uh, for those who know, you already know. For those who don't know, eh, we, we're going to discuss like the underbelly of Philippine martial arts. There's so much, there's so much, there's so much bullshit going around. And a lot of people will always say that they're the best system, that they're the best, um, mm. they're the best gym, they're the best combat sports. You, you know what I noticed about martial artists? Mm. It was just told to me a long time ago. Now I, I firmly believe it. Mm-hmm. Martial artists have the largest egos. But are the, one of the brokest motherfuckers ever. So the yeah. ego has to get. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, but uh, I was like, when when I when I when I when we were introduced and then we started training and then we would start uh, fighting other people. Then I go like, oh no, but more often than I was exposed to that culture, and this mm-hmm. led to that quote unquote underground scene. Mm-hmm. So now. I would always uh, narrate stories about this. And now, coming from you, okay, how would you define the underground scene back then? Okay, the underground scene back then started actually very, very tame. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you know, people, I, let's go here, let's go here, let's fight, let's do this, okay, bye-bye. Um, there are some other groups that, you know, um, whenever you try to establish yourself and then, you know, and your your number one, the number two, number three will always do everything to to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And before, since you know there was nothing organized, there was no internet, there was nothing. You know, a lot of egos would just take over mm-hmm. egos and stories. So let's say one team lost, they would try to do everything to para makabawe. Yeah. And they babawi sila, you know, in a bar, in the street. So shampre, uh-huh. pag tinamani kita, ah, bawe, okay, bawe, bawe. Pag binawian mo, babalik sila na may barrel or no. Oh. Then syempre, may gami, barrel ka rin, di ba? Oh. So, it, it went, became, you know, it, it's pretty stupid. But um, that's when you also saw the insecurity and, and the skill level of a lot of the martial arts clubs. Mm-hmm. A lot of the martial arts clubs would pretend that they would be so good and everything. Oh, we're the best. Of course, every martial arts club, every martial arts group you go to will say they're the best. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, all you have to do is re- re- right now, research online. Who is the champion always? Who is the one who, no, diba? who beats who? Diba? Mm-hmm. Lahat yun. Yep. Um, before, kasi puro kwento. Mm-hmm. There was actually this, this group before when, uh, when we were starting the URCC. Mm-hmm. Ang sinabi nila, oh, 
Ikaw ba yung ano, magpo-promote nito? Ago, yes, yes. Oh, kailangan yung lahat ng kalaban ng fighter namin naka-helmet, ha? Ha? Bakit? Mixed martial arts 'to. Hindi pwede 'yan. Kasi mababasog yung bungo nila. Ibang iba sumuntok ng mga estudyante ko. Mm. Wow. What 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 my god, di ba? Naka-helmet. Ang ganda ng CP mo si Les Prilly naka-helmet. Reserve natin sa URCC chapter natin yan. Pero like, okay. like diba, this, is, this, is, this is the environment that we grew up in. This is the environment that was, that was proliferating during that period. Everyone mm-hmm. relied on urban legends. Everyone had to rely on stories of other people, on accounts that, on accounts mm-hmm. that were unaccounted for. True, and true. and hope we don't get in trouble with this pero yun nga eh para sige sabihin natin allegedly <laughs> allegedly lahat <laughs> diba? so now at least kahit papaano uh, when i try to to contextualize and provide the story of philippine martial arts history i always point out that yes there are great people the the, the number of great people outweigh the number of bad apples or, or the number of bad people or shitty people true. that 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 composed uh the the Philippine martial arts scene back then, but it's also deeply rooted in violence, because mm-hmm. exactly how you narrated it, simple sparring sessions or simple uh, gym challenges would turn into something that that would that is resulted by ego trips. Everyone didn't want to accept defeat. Uh, parang ah, yun nga ayaw patalo so bawe, diba? mm-hmm. And then this carried on for so long. It's carried on for so long. I remember. We, the, I remember there would be we had diba we had that rule hindi ka pwedeng lumabas nang mag-isa ka lang kailangan may kasama ka palagi kasi gym challenges will always happen people will challenge us and we'd, more often than not laging talo tapos since they can't fight you in inside the gym maghahanap maaabangan ka sa iba diba abangan ka sa labas and it it reached the point where in uh, certain groups Certain teams uh, found their notoriety in that. Diba? The, this is the most badass team. This is this is so-so. Ito mga to, okay lang. Ito mga to, supo talaga yan. Diba? Diba? Nagkaroon ng distinction na ganun because of you these know, events. I, I'm so, I'm so, actually, nakakinggit yung mga tao ngayon because they can easily just go to having comps ngayon. There's so many yep. MMA comps. There's so many jiu-jitsu comps. so many grappling. so many wrestling comps. Ang dami. You know, what we had before, if you won, I would get... Uh, it's a good story about myself. Mm-hmm. I would get a court case, mm-hmm. and then I would have some scars. Yeah. Tapos babawian pa ako pag banalo. So nice. It was so nice. Now I mean, you can actually bring your family, you know, compete and everything. We didn't have that. We had to, when we when we go to these challenges. Even if you're not fighting, you have to go prepared. You have to yep. be prepared. Because po later on, ikaw na yung magkamagaway. Hmm. And the side story tayo. Naalala mo yung ano? Naalala mo yung Banff was open, di ba? Remember that day? Pasok, parang kung fu master, may kasamang estudyante. Ito sabi niya, ah, yeah, yung, oh. sabi niya, sino ba yung Alvin Aguilar na yan? Bakit ba tinatawag siyang, bakit siya tinatawag na sensei? Bata-bata niyan. Tapos biglang sabi namin, ah, magte-training po ba kayo? Tapos biglang naghamon siya nun, di ba? Daladala niya yung bata niya. Tapos tinignan mo na go like, Myron, labanan mo nga to. That was they got to the ring. Then, then you, you you told Myron, Myron, ano lang, tapik tapikin mo lang, kasi we, we were fine and 
diba? it, it happened all the time. Then you go like, then the guy just suddenly poked Myron. <laughs> Myron na pikonta. No. Hindi siya gumanon eh. Oh, hindi siya gumanon. Hindi siya gumanon eh. So now these are and and at least we we get we get we get something like this to to immortalize that those moments because there were times din naman di parang lalapit biglang darating nagte-training tayo biglang may darating na grupo parang mga kung anong martial arts group sila lagi naghahamon ng sparring so parang tayo ngayon seryoso ba kayo parang wala man lang wala man lang appointment di ba o sugod kagad di ba o sige game dito We tell red or red. Red. Bumili mo pero magmasyado ah kasi ayo gastos sa yung hospital. We went through that so many times. We went through that so many times. Yeah. But there were fun times, diba? They were beautiful, awesome times. You know, if I could take back anything, I really wouldn't because I guess during our time we didn't have internet, we didn't have the proper venue to showcase our skills. So it was the street or the the place where we talked about parang yung Back of the gym, so to speak, yeah. but it was like an area where people would just fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just, you know, uh, you know, this is the difference between the Philippines and uh, and the URCC promotion as opposed to all of the other promotions around the world. All mm-hmm. the other promotions around the world saw the UFC and said, "We gayahin natin yon." Doing this way before the UFC. Exactly. So at least this is a good. Uh, I mean. People can, diba, may internet na. Go check, diba? The history of the URCC and the history of the UFC or any other promo, uh, MMA promotions out there. Now, that's the martial arts sport, diba? That's a martial arts sport aspect. Now, let's go to the other side, okay? Um, for the lack of a better term, let's use combatives, let's use Filipino martial arts. Uh, your weapons and hand-to-hand combat training, diba? How, because this is also another facet of you that not many people know. Kaya pag nakita sila, nag-aarnis ka, they go like, ang galing pala ni Alvin mag-aarnis. Sabi ko, oo naman, tagal-tagal na siya nga, nagturo sa akin eh. So, diba? How, how did that start? Diba? What's the timeline? And, and... Okay, when I, like I said, when I was nine years old, I was already doing arnis with my father. My Lola was a practitioner also, but unfortunately, I never got to meet him. Um, so I was always training with my dad. Okay, nothing formal, you know, whenever he'd go, go for a walk on the street, have his stick, hey, show me that. Mm-hmm. Then he'd say, this is your Lola stick. One of these days, I'll give it to you when you learn how. So I'd always want to learn how. And then uh, I did, you know, I'd always train with him. And then I trained in college also with uh, Lance Veles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lance is a member of Bakbakan also. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? He's an instructor there as well, one of the senior instructors there. He's a good brother of mine. Uh, and then um, from there, like I said, when we met Sixto, okay, Sixto was starting with Illustrissimo and Piquiti. Wasn't, mm. He was about to become an instructor in, in Illustrissimo, not yet an instructor in Piquiti. So, Nagdikiti pa ata kayo. Kanito niya sa akin, yeah. no, 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 nagdikiti pa. Pero yeah, something we, happened we, with Dikiti and whatever. We, what Sixto did was he, you know, this is what happened. Sixto went to all the masters. Talagang pinagtsagaan niya talaga mga yan lahat. That is Marami, true. Lahat ng, mm. lahat ng kapricho nila, oh, do this, do that. Si Sixto laging biktima o oh, si Baste. Kawawa si Baste. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, um, you know, there, there were times na, what do you call that, we'd, um, we'd meet Tuhan, we'd train with him, and af- after training with Tuhan, we'd go to ourselves, oh, what do you think? What do you think? 
after that we'd get get our friends in the US what do you think what do you think you know we'd always we'd always research and after that after and then you know we'd always beat each other up and then that's how we discovered it more and more um i what i what i saw okay i think this is my honest assessment of uh of the styles we've we've talked about uh, i've trained in and then um i'll tell you something else after okay so mm-hmm. first First, for Illustrissimo, I think it's the, it's streamlined, the finesse and the streamlining, and the shorter angles of Illustrissimo, is beautiful. I think that's what sets it, a, a, you know, apart from a lot. Um, the way you grip, the way you hit, you know, it's it's so so different from everything else. Now, for Pegitercia, the knife is awesome, but then what I like about Pegitercia is they drill attributes. Mm-hmm. Attributes meaning the power, the footwork. Uh, you know, they're really, really big on power. If you see, you know, real hardcore Pigiti guys, they can hit hard. Um, now, when you go back to uh, uh, what do you call that? Uno dos tres original of Irenio Olivides or mm. Caballero. They have different striking systems that I never saw before, also. The boom, 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 bringing it back. So, you know, and then their training methods, so we, we, you know, we really dived into that. So it's it's a good to have a working knowledge of everything. Now, as opposed to the the real origin of Arnis, okay, um, one of these days when I finish my my own personal research, I'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's there's there's you know, but, so I'm placing down on a lot. But one thing is for sure. Um, there's no such thing as Filipino grappling. Oh yeah, as for sure. As, puta kalokohan yun. As, Kahit yung dumog, puta napakalokohan yun. Dumog uh, is just uh, a term of wrestling. There's no such thing as dumog. Yeah, you I, remember, I, do you remember the time that they were posting a lot of shit on, on social media that we said, okay, ano, uh, there's no such thing. We were, we were very, we were very diplomatic pa, di ba? No, the grappling styles, di ba? We're not claiming it. Uh, the grappling has been there ever since. The, the, the father of everything or the point of origin is wrestling. De, lahat sila. De, dumog. Ganito, ganyan, ganyan. O sige, para madali. Dali, game na lang. Sabi, kayo, tsaka kami. Sabi na, di ba? Sa, sa Facebook to, di ba? Sabi, go like, o sige, game. Ayaw nilang pumunta sa atin. So sabi mm-hmm. natin, o sige, kami nalang pupunta sa inyo. Diba? When and where. I mean, that's, uh, diba? that's the culture. Okay, game. When mm-hmm. and where. Because you're, uh, you're all spreading these lies and you're claiming mm-hmm. something that is not ours. Diba? Sure. Hindi na nga, hindi na nga, it's not yours, it's not mine. It's not ours. Diba? This is a continuing process. And then they keep saying that it came from them. Diba? So, sure. parang, okay, sige, game. Tingnan natin kung gano'ng ka-effective yan. Game. Wala! Okay. Then, radio Wala. silence. <laughs> it's, a big, okay. it's a big hustle. Okay, it's because of the Americans, the, the Filipinos who went to the US. Siyempre, they taught uh-huh. Arnis. After a while, wala nila maturo. Okay, by the way, we have Arnis. We have, we have the grappling. We have pangamot. And, uh, you know, this oh, is... Man, this bullshit pa iso. Oh, man. This bullshit yeah. pa iso na we, we have a Filipino art of biting. What the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Biting is effective, but grabbing naman yun. The Filipino art of biting. Kinamutay. Kinamutay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
diba? So, grabe yan, grabe yan. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. So, but in terms of empty hand, um, I think one of the best arts for street fighting is uh, Sarian. That's, mm-hmm. that's what served, you know, helped me a lot, a lot, a lot my street fights. I'm actually gonna show people one of these days how I dealt with multiple opponents because of what Sarian showed me. Ang mm. galing talaga the way, the way Sir Bob broke it down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, this is something that's been tested like more than like a hundred times at least uh, by myself personally and by other people who are stu- our students and, are, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's really just for the street. Now, I, I need to, I need to help people also when it comes to combatives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, combatives gives you concepts of how to train. Okay. Mm. But you cannot, you have to make sure that you work on your attributes. Don't ever think that you can just do this or kick someone or pull their hair. And then they're, they're not, if you go against any trained fighter, they will kick your ass. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Sixto, had the, Sixto said the same thing. <laughs> Sixto said the same thing. No matter attributes. It's funny. Oh, if you don't have the attributes, then why? Don't think that you're going to go up to a 10-round boxer tapos because the krav magaka or some combatants <laughs> magugulpi mo yan. Hindi! Hindi <laughs> na magugulpi ka. <laughs> that is so you know, true. That is so true. You still have to train. It's the attributes that you have to train. Diba? Um, let's say, let's, don't think that, oh, because he comes in here, sipain ko lang sabay again. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. You have to train your attributes and you have to master. You have to master your reactions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that's a new technique, new technique. Even in jiu-jitsu, it's a new technique, new technique. Sometimes it's the way you react. It's the way you grip. It's the way you angle yourself. It's the way you approach the game. So a lot of people, a lot of, even our black belts, I've noticed, they already have all of the tools they need. But what they do is they keep attending all sorts of seminars, online, whatever, whatever, whatever. But they forgot that in jiu-jitsu, or in any martial art, there's always four steps. Learning, training, mastering, and making it functional. Functional means you, you take care of your reflexes, how you react, you know, how you escape, how you perform. Those are the most important things. So again, back to the combatives, attributes. Mm-hmm. Please don't kid yourself and think that just because you took this guy or learned this guy, you'll be able to kick a mixed martial arts ass. No, you won't. You'll get your butt kicked. Trust mm-hmm. me. If you don't believe me, Try, try, and that <laughs> would lead. <laughs> then that would lead to. I mean, it partially answered my next question. I grew up in this. I grew up in this environment, and this is what I've been preaching. And this is what I've been preaching: the importance of acid testing. Now, yes. coming from you, the, how important is it in terms of learning to applying? Yes. Uh, okay. Once you learn, okay, it may be in here. It, and now, you have to be able to make sure those reactions you worked on in practice actually happen in the competition or in real life. Mm-hmm. Of course, in real life, there's no other way but just to test it, right? Now, not espousing mm-hmm. you guys go out and kick everyone's ass. Huh? Mm-hmm. But um, that's what we did when we were younger. And we had a lot of opportunity to do it before because there was no venue to showcase your skills. I guess the closest thing to that now would be, you know, joining so many other tournaments here, mixed martial arts, um, there's jiu-jitsu uh, tournaments, jiu-jitsu, some... wrestling, grappling, and mm-hmm. now there's pan creation. It's mixed mm-hmm. martial arts, but without getting beaten up. Yep. What about that? <laughs> <Deba? Deba. laughs> so, you know, I'm actually very happy that we're doing this because a lot of you guys don't know that Franco went up the hard way also as well. 
this guy <laughs> this guy took his beatings and everything and then oh, um he never backed down every every everything that he's done it has everything he has is all through hard work uh, jiu-jitsu and all the other martial arts boxing he comes from he comes from a fighting family his brother <laughs> we grew up in the no, we grew up in the when and where up until now oh that's what someone asks me and like okay if i can Okay, puede, puede. Okay, when and where, diba? No more. No, wala nang ibang ano yung rule set, ano ba yung bawal? Uh, may weight ba? <laughs> oh, you know so another thing also. Mm-hmm. Okay, when when it comes to um, what I what I'm worried about with Filipino martial arts is uh, there's a, the, the trend. The trend is the people who didn't make it in mixed martial arts, in jujitsu, wrestling, go to Filipino martial arts. So, so they can say, oh, I'm so dangerous with my knife or I'm so dangerous with my stick, okay? Uh, you have to be able to be, you know, well-versed in everything before you make that work. Trust me. If you look at Sixto, you look at uh, our other training partners. Sixto did jiu-jitsu with me from yes. the start. You know, he did MMA with me from the start. So, Sixto speaks highly of jiu-jitsu. Sixto says, he, he sabi niya, I mean, in terms of, uh, effectiveness and and practicality, jujitsu ro talaga. Sobrang, I mean, it's super effective. Yeah, and see, six to us is like it's like this little mad genius also when it comes to stick fighting and stuff. I remember before he showed me this one technique. He'd, he'd show me a technique and I'd say, okay, I'm gonna try this later. <laughs> and then I go out and try it. You know what? It works. Or I come back. You know what? Six to this one didn't work. <laughs> so at least I mean it this is this is something that I hope people will 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 apply and put put this to heart. There's there's so many things out there already. Um mm-hmm. you really have to acid test it. Yes. You can't rely said- anymore on, on what people say that it's deadly. That, that's, I laugh so much at those things. Parang, no, no, hindi pwede to. It's too deadly. Too deadly. <laughs> hanggang ngayon, hanggang ngayon. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, fav- favorite ko yan, yung mga combat systems. So, na, nagsasabing, it's too deadly kasi. It's, too de- it's not sport-oriented, eh. It's not sport. Lahat ng mga bawal sa MMA, yan ang ginagawa namin. Oh, yeah. Hindi kayo. Oh, my God. Okay. Diba? So, the value of acid testing. Now, from there, the establishment, uh, the, the, the drive and the passion to grow martial arts in the country. This one, I'm very excited. Very excited to, to hear. And we're sharing it with, with whoever's going to watch this later on. What gave you the crazy idea to create the URCC? Okay. Um... You know, we had to, to showcase our skills some way. I knew that there were so many talented people that they don't need to be in street fights. They don't need to be shot at. They don't need to be stabbed. They don't need to be beaten with sticks just because they were training in martial arts. So we had to make sure we had a perfect uh, place for everybody to showcase their skills. If my first instructor of jiu-jitsu, Horian Gracie, was able to make it work in the U.S., which is one of the strictest places ever, I said, mm-hmm. But, you know, we were doing this a long time ago, but you know, we just had to, I had to see it work in other areas first, in other countries, and then okay, now we can do it. Mm-hmm. It was very hard putting the first URCC up, though. Very. Exactly. That's what I, that's what I want you to tell everyone. Like, how hard was it? 
Okay, like, sige, so, let's go, let's break it down. Convincing other teams, other gyms to take that gamble to send fighters to the event. Okay, before, before we had to go to the other gyms, you have to remember, I was an underground fighter and I was a street mm-hmm. fighter and I was a mm-hmm. frat man. Mm-hmm. So, if I'd go into any of those gyms, there'd be one or yes. chances me na upakan uh, ako or me narinig sila or whatever. So, when I when I went around and started talking to the other gyms, distrust ka agad. Sino ba tong yes. payat? Pati so yung mong gago dito. <laughs> Nobody knew who I was anyway. So, diba? the only people who knew who I was was the people in my immediate circle. Mm-hmm. So, sino ba tong gago na to? Seryoso ba yan? So, I had to you know, just keep at it. And then, there were other gyms who would tell me, Anako, eh, paano yan? Pag nagkabarilan, sagot mo. Mm-hmm. May, may ganun pa. Uh, others... I remember we had a meeting pa with other with, with this one group. Before we started the meeting, the guy brings out his 45 and puts Oy, it. Oy, kilala ko to. Oh. <laughs> go, wow, uh-huh. ang pangit ng baril mo. Ito <laughs> <laughs> okay. ba yung shades pa? Ito ba yung yes. shades pa? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And then the others would be like, ano yan? Ako. Hindi kami papayag pag natalo yung bata namin. Gugulpi namin yung mga ends sa labas. As in, I had to deal with all... Kasi, like I said, you know, more and more, like, martial arts have the largest, largest egos. I thought I had a big ego. Oh my God, you should see these people. These people, a lot of... Well, not a lot. Well, yeah, a lot. A lot of them thought that they were, you know... <laughs> they were the shit. They were the shit. Christ. Yeah. Literally. Kasi yung mga sadyante rin nila, grabe magsamba sa kanila. Talagang, oh, grabe. You know, no, it's just so unrealistic. So, and then ito pa, before the URCC, there was a guy who said, oh, magpapa mixed martial arts tournament ako yung unang-unang-una sa buong Pilipinas. And then, uh, what happened was, di natuloy. Mm. Okay? So, they all thought, you know, baka scammer ako or whatever. So, can you imagine that? No? So, I had... So, lahat ng teams, inuulit-ulit-ulit-ulit-ulit-ulit ko, kailangan ko puntahan ilang beses. That is true. Uh-huh. Now, there's two groups that really, really helped out. Okay? Aside from DevTac, mm-hmm. Yao Yan really, really helped out. Okay? One of the, the guys who was very instrumental helping me, aside from Master Napoleon, was Henry Kobayashi. I have mm-hmm. to give credit where credit is due. Some people like him, some people don't. But... Um, he really, really helped us out, you know, get, get a lot of people. And then when we finally got them together, a lot of them wanted their own rules. Oh, pasa pag kami ganito, pag kami ganito, mm. pag kami ganito, kayan. Or just may mga special clauses pa. Oh, pag nagulpi siya, dapat pwede ako pumasok sa ring, gulpihin ko kalaban niya. <laughs> Tapos, we, we came up with the rule. Uh-huh. na, o oh, sige, na lang. Pag may mapaaway sa crowd or sa inyo, hindi babayarin yung fighter nyo. Lahat. So, for mm. example, one team would have eight fighters. One person in the crowd who's with them fights, lahat sila hindi babayaran. Mm. Ha? Eh, paano naman yun? Lugi kami niyan. Ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Eh, can make sure walang magsusuntukan pa kasi. Mm. And then I, I also, may, I talked to the police that time. Sabi ko, kasi siyempre, usi mga lakad-lakad, di ba? Mm. So, pinakiusapan ko yung pulisan, no matter what happens, make sure they stay there at least overnight. Mm. Para, you know, it's a lesson to them, di ba? Yeah. 
So, ayun. So, finally, when we got that, hindi pa rin tapos. Mm. Ang daming for show lang. Mm-hmm. Oh, laman ako! Game, 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 game! So, tangin na, the next day, alam mo, sabi ng mami ko, ano eh. <laughs> <laughs> Ganun! Sabi ng mami ko! Or ano yan, yung isa pa, ang sabi ng gago na yan. Ah, ano yan, ano yan, bibigyan ko ng kahihiyan yung pamilya ko pag lumaban ako sa ganyan. Pinakaral naman ako. Daming ganun. So, it was the family po- and then the religion. But when nothing works, yeah. it was yun, the religion yun, card. Yun, diba? religion, it was the religion card. The religion card. So, ang dami rin. So, we had to shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I think we had 19 fights eh. Pero ang dami namin sinuffle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Buti na lang, we had one team that brought in a lot of people. They were called Trachma. Yep. Trachma. Trubador Rabos Consolidated Martial Arts. Yeah, there you go. Now, they, their claim is the father uh, no, beat Bruce Lee in a fight. Yep. So, puto, everybody was scared of these guys. You know, they didn't want to admit it, but I knew they were scared of these guys. Mm-hmm. Actually, I also said, okay, if uh, they hit Richard, because Richard was also fighting Las Pilia, right? Mm. Richard was also fighting one of them. He said, oh, it's a good one. Richard is not sure if crack it. It's a good But, um, ayun. So, okay, so, yun, yun, okay, that was first with the fighters. Next, the venue. Nakuha ko na yung venue, no problem. Okay? Casino Filipino, pumayag na. Tangina, may isang gago yan na tumawag doon. Oh, magkakaroon ng pustahan. Ano yan? Mga sindikato papasok. Mm. Uh, ano yan? Underground yan. Puta na. Sin, ganun talagang totally sinira ako. Yep. Tapos, yung buti na lang, they, they called me. Sir, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Itong reklamo. I go, you know what? Uh, besides, I just said something, you know, just see see what happens muna bago kayo magsalita. Siyempre, sinisira nila kasi marami kami publicity. Pero sa mm. totoo, wala kami publicity pa nun. <laughs> And then, um, uh, from the ring, also getting the ring, we had to rent the ring. Yep. Lordy, parami niyata rin yun. Yep. And then, siyempre, oh, ano mangyari sa ring ko? Masisira ba yan? <laughs> uh, The worst part was, well, one of the worst parts for me was, nagbigay kami ng tickets. Mm-hmm. Tang ina, yung tickets, hindi ko na nagyan ng number. So, po tang ina, I had to get it all back and I had to write the numbers manually. 0001, mm-hmm. 0000, 5,000 yun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yun, yeah, you know, siyempre, di naman ako producer. Diba? So, we did all of that. And then, finally, on the, uh, on the day itself, Uh, we were expecting 500 people to show up. Mm-hmm. The night before, si TJ Manoto called me. Mm. Hey, I just want to say that, you know, congratulations for your event. Uh-huh. It's going to be a success, trust me. And I never knew. I expected about 500 people, you, mm. me, the other guys, diba? Mm. 5,000 people showed up and it was really, really packed. We had to turn people away also. We actually had more people there than when Manny Pacquiao first fought there. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So, talaga. The dungeon. You are seated. It really looked like a dungeon. <laughs> the, the first fight was uh, Genie's Baga and somebody from Trachma. Mm. The one I went to a draw. Yep. But then after that, what happened was, uh, yung ibang Trachma, they actually, the, everybody from Trachma lost, right? Eh, mm. 
But then in between that, the crowd was so unforgiving, di ba? Biglang, trakma, trakma. Trakma. Ginaganan nila yung trakma. There was this other, there's this other fighter pa there. Right? Before the fight, kasi may, may isa doon, dalawang anak at saka isang... Uh, and then, the father, tatlo silang magkakapatid. Tatlo silang magkakapatid. Then the, fa- the father yung isa. The father ba yung isa? Bueza. 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 Si Bueza. Florian. Oh, Kunento rin ni Richard yan. Oh. May senior, tapos may junior. Kalaban niya ito ni Richard, yung Richard, anak eh, di ba? Yung junior, yeah. Tapos yung tatay, kalaban yung kapatid ni Kobayashi. Mm. So, he beat him. And then, Mary felt sorry for them, gabi, because they all lost that night, di ba? But you know, mm. the Warriors, they came back. Yep. Yung kay Gary also was scary. Gary Garay. Gary Garay! Uh. Walang may kilala sa kanya na 10-round boxer dati. Yeah. Eh. Na, Signature the white sando. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, boxer and then you do something like this bago that guys blood pressure tumaas ng 200 plus uh-huh. after the fight akala namin sabi ko I got first URCC pa lang magkaka ano na buti na lang and then we had guys from Baguio we had uh Bumbaki, show up, mm. Daniel Foronda. Yep. Uh, Christian Wong was also there in the first one. We had James San Agustin from DefTac. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even had... Uh, Richard was there, first one. Yeah, Richard Pilia. See, Robbie. Robbie was also there. Yep. yep. And Robbie then, fought. And then right after, oh, okay, event was a huge success. And then I had uh, one of my mentors in broadcasting, Sinuel Zarate. But he he said he narrated the story na parang he he came from a job and then he was supposed to follow kasi he he had tickets to the event sukat palang daw traffic na and then he thought yeah. there was an accident and the following day in the newspapers he saw that the that the traffic was caused by the URCC event kasi nga yeah. the, the parking was full people were trying to get in and it turned out to be a huge success now uh Let's talk about after the last fight, after the last bout, at that particular moment, what was going through your mind? Well, I was, after after 19th bout, of course, we're, you were super tired. Pero now, what what was going through your mind na parang, I actually pulled this off? Yeah. Well, after the feeling of relief, I was so happy. The same time I was so tired, but at the same time I was so proud of our guys because all of our guys won that night. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine all of those emotions, Deba? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was so happy that so many people came out to support, so many friends, so many brads. Um, you know, that was a you know, it was a different kind of feeling. And then everybody was saying, Congratulations, we really have something here. And then what happened was um, the next day, all of a sudden all the press started fucking with me. Mm. <laughs> Diba? Yun na yun. Diba? There, there would sudden, be... There from would from be, no attention to all attention. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, there would be people calling me up mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. I'm not a morning person. I answer the phone at 6 a.m. landline. Mm. Ah, ito si Alvin Aguilar na sa balita. Oh my God, diba? Asit ka nun. So, tapos... Uh, I remember before the oh, report. phone patch interview. Ganon, ganon. Talagang ginago nila ako. Grabe. There, there was this, there was this uh, reporter. She's still around now, so I won't tell her to say her name anyway. But uh, fucking bitch. 
what she did was um, she had all of us arrange a mixed martial arts fight mm. for her, mm. for her channel and everything. Of course, we did everything yeah. that they wanted, diba? Uh. Then later on, paglabas sa TV, uh, eh, dito kami sa isang underground fight na gano'n-gano'n. Talagang dito kami parang And that time, you already had a like, gab license na kami nun, ha? Uh. Tapos, ang sabi pa nila, ito, mga mamayaman, pinagsasabong mahihirap. And then after they would say, ikaw, bakit mo pinagsasabong ang mahihirap? Bakit? Lumalaban naman ako. Sino gusto mo kalawanin ko? <laughs> oh my God. Grabe, Grabe. yun. Grabe yun. Grabe yun. Sponsors also. First URCC. Binabagsakan lang ako ng phone. Ha? Ganun. Second, second uh, event onwards, that's when we had our sponsors. San Miguel and Asia Brewery have always always been there, even until now they're there. I'm very happy for that. Yeah, they, were the re- they were the real reasons why uh, our Filipino mixed martial arts and the mar- mixed martial arts in Southeast Asia is still around because, you know. And just, These companies, uh, yes. Thank you so much to them. And after that, it paved the way for the other and the succeeding URCC events. Mm-hmm. Now oh. we are... No, oh, okay, go, Chief. No, no, go, 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 go. Oh, okay. go. Now, in, now in this landscape, okay, fast forward to present times. What do you think are the things that we have to capitalize on and the things that we have to improve on in order to uplift fighters and promoting events? Because I have a follow-up question after that. Okay. Fighters number one is this. Uh, get rid of your egos. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your egos. Get rid of your managers. There's no such thing as a Filipino mixed martial arts manager knows what he's doing. They all suck. Uh, they call it, you know why? Because they don't have any experience. Usually, kamag-anak, kaibigan, have nothing. And then, they only watch what they see on the internet. Mm. Okay, okay to. That's their only basis of comparison. Eh? So, they don't really know what's up. So, Who could be the, the best alternative? Well, the, the best, as I've seen, the best one, best manager ever was Christopher Romine. He's not even a Filipino. Mm. But his heart is always here. This guy would, you know, give allowance, training allowance. He would give them a place to train. He would actually get people to help them train. He would also train with his fighters. And you know what? He would never ask for anything. Mm-hmm. So, th- those... For those the love the lang talaga. For the love. For the love of. Kasi, now, it has to be ganun muna because there's, there's some kasi that just take advantage. You know, there's a, yep. there's a fight. There's you know. true. That's true. I've, I've, I've heard and I've seen this. Like, magulat ka... 10, 10%. Tapos sabi ko, sinong 10% sa manager ko po? Puta, sino yung manager mo? Parang, di ba? Ako nakikita ko siya sa events. Nakikita ko siya sa events. I'm like, what do these guys do for you? Diba? Yeah, They don't diba? do Ikaw anything. Diba? Eh. Tapos, oh. diba? Buti sana ko may ginagawa eh. Diba? Buti sana ko may ginagawa. Pero wala eh. Wala. But exactly. Exactly. <laughs> diba? Uma-attend lang sila ng GAB meeting. Uma-attend lang sila ng URCC meeting. Uupo ka lang doon. You're gonna set your butt down discuss, uh, you'll probably stipulate what you want in the contract. Other than that, you don't do anything. And then you get 10%. And 10% is high. Eh? And then there, yeah. I've seen other contracts that were sent to me like uh, in confidence. Nagulat ako, Chief. Nagulat ako, sabi ko, putang ina, 25% yung iba. Sabi ko, Hell, buti sana if you provide something, you provide lodging, you provide food, pero not mm-hmm. even eh. even if you provide those things, mm-hmm. anything above thirty percent is ridiculous. 
True. It's super ridiculous. Anyway. Exactly. So, yun, so, so this, the second part is uh, the reason why a lot of our Filipino fighters don't get there, no matter how much we get featured. Because it, we, we, have some, it, we have some sporadic success there. I'll just talk about mm-hmm. the sporadic success after. Mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. um, number one reason why is because we don't, what happens is a lot of the mixed martial arts gyms here only have one instructor for everything. So, kung sino yung head instructor doon, siya instructor sa grappling, siya instructor sa wrestling, siya instructor sa boxing, siya instructor sa MMA. Hindi pwede yan eh. You have to have specialists. Like me, for example, I'm an instructor in all of that. But I don't teach all of that. I only specialize. Mm-hmm. Let's say the grappling part or maybe the clinch part, a little bit of the wrestling part. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, oh, pag sumuntok, ganyan, ganyan. Of course, I'll give you some tips, but I will not be the one to teach. Hmm. You know, it's too specialized. You cannot, you cannot do that. That's. Just happy mo na kung paano tayo like the training. Eh? <laughs> 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 okay. Ano? Okay, okay, okay. Gule, tuloy, tuloy, tuloy. To. Education, to education. This is for the future crop of MMA fighters. Go. The second is you have to work hard and understand a lot of the Filipinos. All you guys do, even in jujitsu and MMA, all you guys. In- Instead of working on your fundamentals, you always try to watch what's in the UFC. You watch what the Mundial champions are doing. That's why you guys suck. Every time you go up to the international comps, don't you think the other guys have seen that and done that? Right? Um, you have to come up with your own game. You have to understand the fundamentals before you create. Don't keep imitating. Did that actually that rhyme? Right? Um, oh, <laughs> imitate, create. But it's true. I mean, I, I see it. I mean, you know... Um, Sometimes people copy the way McGregor walks. What the fuck is that? So sometimes people punch, try to punch the way Nick Diaz punches. But these guys are stylists. I mean, you, can't, you cannot copy. Why don't you guys, you know, specialize and work on your own, especially your fundamentals? Because sometimes uh, what's really, really wrong there is you already have everything except that you don't believe in yourself and you don't understand your fundamentals properly. That's mm-hmm. why you never got anywhere. Okay, so yon. Uh, the third also is some MMA kasi. Now that we have amateur tournaments, mm-hmm. you have to do all the amateur tournaments first before you become uh, pro. Yep. We have EMAF now here. We have the PMAF. That's for everybody to have a good, solid amateur career mm-hmm. before they go to the pros. Kasi, for example, pag basketball player ka, binabayaran ka ba para maglaro sa barangay game? Hindi, di ba? Ikaw pa nagbabayad. But that's how these guys became well. That's how they became pros. Pag pro, The reason why a lot of the amateur programs for MMA don't do well, kasi mga ibang fighters, so they didn't get the experience. So imagine what nangyari is two fights, magupro na sila. Yep. Matututo sila pag pro. Wala na yan. Diba? And then also, um, I just won't name the promotions or anything like In the URCC, what we do is we make all of our fighters fight the best. Talagang walang luto. Uh, you know, even when I had the DevTac guys as, as champions, they fought everybody. Right? Mm. We had Kaloy, we had the Wushu guys, he, um, he had Malayang. Right? Mm. We made everybody fight them. Now, right now, again, see, see Hoffman, everybody said, uh, you know, why are you giving him Softman before that? Why are you giving him see, his last opponent? Yeah. Sobrang galeng. Uh, uh, because we have to make them fight the hardest, the, 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 the good people. I'm, I don't want any company champions. Mm-hmm. If we have a company champion, that brings down MMA. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, 
there's some other promotions that went here, you know, some of them are real champions, some of them are company promo- company champions. A company mm. champion means ikaw yung favorite ng promotion. Mm. Bibigyan ka ng tumito ka na kaya mo, kaya mo, kaya mo. Uh. Pag hindi pag hindi ka pag ayaw na ng promotion sa iyo, papalitan ka na. Mm. Doon so, ka na bibigyan ng nakakatakot na kalaban. <laughs> yes, kasi 'di ba there's so many good guys that can easily get there, 'di ba? So you have to you know, you have to go this way. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people went this way. People went this way, became company champions. They never went good in the world. Mm. A lot of other promotions are good in marketing online, but it's really just fluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not fighting, you know, strong people. I, mm-hmm. I want our guys to always fight, you know, good, strong people. That's why we've been to the States already several times. No? We've been to China also. Um, I believe the, the basis for the MMA is U.S., uh, Sorry, U.S., Brazil, some places, uh, Japan, and the Philippines. Hmm. I agree. Let's dig dig natin ng konting Russia. Uh, <laughs> Wild Jumbo. Wild Jumbo. Russia kasi, the reason why I didn't say MMA, they have such oh, good yeah. uh, indigenous programs for combat, sambo, sambo, wrestling, freestyle. That they don't even need that. They just go in and kick ass. <laughs> yeah, diba? Lalo na nandito si Moshanov. Ah, man, that, that guy. Ah, yeah. You know, that guy Moshanov was actually the head, the head of the technical part of the whole Sambo in Russia. Yep. And, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a multifaceted or multidisciplined martial artist. He's a world champion. So he really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he knows what he's... I mean, when, when we got the opportunity to be mentored by him, I said, wow, grabe tong tao. We're going to have a series, another series of that uh, very soon. He's actually open to doing it online. Buti, you've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So we can get more inputs. Because people say, ah, MMA, alam yan, ako. Yeah. That means PBE ka, certified because of experience. Yeah. You have to be certified and you know what you're doing. <laughs> certified because of... Pero grabe siya. Ako, I couldn't... Uh, I'll vouch for that guy. I mean, those were... Ilan days ba tayo? Two days, di ba? Two days, na whole day, na almost ayaw niya magpa-lunch break. Oo nga. Di ba? Ayaw magpa-lunch break. Ganun talaga mga Russo, di, di kumakain yung mga yun. <laughs> di ba? Sabi ko, abs. 1.30 na. Sabi ko, kanina pa tayong 7.30 nandito. Ayaw niyo ba tayo pakainin? So, <laughs> ikaw, ikaw naman. Sabi mo, di ask him, ask him. Ako naman, gutom na ako. Nagtanong ako, uh, are we gonna eat for lunch? And he goes like, why? <laughs> in Russia, we do not eat lunch. Yeah, when we, we don't do eat lunch. Yes, diba? we don't eat lunch in Russia. Diba? <laughs> In Russia, we earned our food. So I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> and then, because this leads... Um, go, go, Chief. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, um, that's one thing I, I think we lack in is the initiative and the work ethic of the Russians. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The only person I've seen uh, with work ethic, like, like one of the few that I've seen, or just an example, is like, for example, si, si Chris Hoffman. Uh, there be times na yung trainer niya wala doon sa gym. Mm. Usapan sila at o'clock. Hindi siya alis doon. You train mag-isa. Mm. So I asked him, buti na lang you're not tamad. You know? Of course, I'm also Swiss. Sabi niya sa akin. 
So, <laughs> he said something like that, diba? So, but uh-huh. in some, we have to get rid of you. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to have more initiative. Because mm-hmm. I think we are the best fighters in the world. All we need is just proper exposure and proper mindset. And mm-hmm. get rid of all of the baggage. Because like, look, Manny Pacquiao, everybody's telling him he cannot do it, he couldn't do it, he would never do it. And look, even until now, he's a senator. Everybody said, pag senator ka na, hindi ka na pwede mag-boxing. Look, tangin na, gumaling pa siya. Mm-hmm. Medyo diba? iba. Eh, eh, sobrang outlier si Manny Pacquiao. He's such an outlier. He's, he's, a different, he's a different breed of human being. Ibang level siya. Diba? And then, you know what? Every time you, and I've heard stories about this guy, there be so many people that, you know, did something bad to him. You know, he does. He's Phil Gibson already. Okay. Yeah, there's that ibang, ibang level of stoicism si Pacquiao ngayon. Eh. He's got a big heart and, you know, grab it. I mean, I can't wait until he shares more of his mentality to everybody because mm. this, this is what a lot of people need. There's so many people just as talented as him, even better pa. But they never had, you know, they never had his mind. Like, can I give you an example? One of yeah. our trainers, huh? like, see, one of our trainers, like, see, Vincent Palik mm. became, was, wasn't even 19 years old. He fought yeah. in how many countries? Uh, he, he was so good. But then, the like, world champion, he could have been way, 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 way better. But there was just so many things going on in his life that, you know, pulled him down. Mm. So, I, I think that's the, that's, that's also the same thing with all of our fighters here. You know, if you commit, go in all out, diba? And and go ka ng paraan. Don't say, wala akong pera para mag-training. Kaya, gumawa ka ng paraan. Hmm. If you really want to, gumawa ka ng paraan. There's so many ways, diba? That is true. That is true. Diba? Kasi kahit, I mean, go, going back to Pacquiao, I was like, ah, okay, senador na. Then he still wants to fight. I had my doubts. I was, I was, and I would tell people, then all of a sudden he he wins WBO and then he beats Thurman and I'm like wow this guy just proved me wrong and I'm super happy about it but yes I definitely agree on the mental aspect of his uh, victory uh, of uh, the mental toughness and the mental mental resiliency that Pacquiao has that is something that needs to be discussed later on diba? Hopefully, mag-guest ko siya dito. Tatanungin ko talaga siya dyan. Like, how do you... Kasi it's very important, di ba? The mental aspect of training is very, very important. Uh, a lot of people don't really put much work into it, but, it's, but it is very, very important. And going back to doing MMA events and the MMA culture in the country, the things that we need to work on. Um, and this is just, again, like I've discussed this with Richard Ata or with Sixto or both. Sabi ko kasi ito yun eh. Filipinos want world-class production, world-class fighters, but they don't want to pay attention. <laughs> diba? Gusto nila libre. Diba? So, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out a way to to merge the idea and make people realize na parang, okay, you want, diba? Every URCC card was super good. I mean, I could name like one or two cards in the entire history of the URCC na medyo pangit siya. Pero halos lahat maganda. So nagtataka ako, why are people still skeptic about buying a goddamn ticket for it? If the, Given that they want to be entertained, di ba? What happened there was, uh, of course, yung 1FC when they came in here, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Like sold out kagas sa Araneta. But people mm-hmm. don't know, that's lahat yan libre. 
Namimigay mm. naman yan eh, di ba? Yep, so they're just yep. trying to do that to destroy, you know, to destroy all the other promoters because they think, siguro na ang kita namin is from the tickets also, whatever, di ba? Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you call that? Our business model is always, syempre sa sponsors tayo. But mm-hmm. the reason why they did that and they always do it in the Philippines because if they didn't do it, nobody would show up. You make people mm-hmm. pay for that. Wala yeah. pupunta dyan. Yep. I, I promise you. But uh, I'm just happy in the URCC that we still have people who always spend and always make it to, to get, go there. That is we don't, true. Yeah. We, don't, we don't give away. You've never seen me go, hey, mm. ito tickets, boom. Because mm. I, I, I got to pay the fighters. I got to have a good production. You know, you have to be on TV and everything. Um, the next, the next few events, once all of this is done, I'm going to do something never never been done before. You guys will see. You guys will be Pwede very ba, good. Pwede ba, sabihan mo naman ako. Puta, maya maya, minsan, tulad doon 3-on-3, bigla na lang tinawag mo kami ni Joey. Uh, tomorrow nga pala may 3-on-3, ha? Sabi namin. Tapos <laughs> <laughs> nag-dry run tayo sa MOA. Nalala mo ba yan? Nag-dry run tayo sa MOA. Oh, my. <laughs> Ewan ko sa'yo. <laughs> pero, pero, ganyan ako kakabilip sa inyo. Pero we got so much flack for that. And then mm-hmm. I check on YouTube, each fight was like 5 million views. What the hell? Yeah. Diba? Like, then it's so, it's so funny because, what do you call it? There's other promotions now operating in the Philippines that have their may mga internet trolls na sila. They try to yeah, influence yeah, people. Yeah, meron, meron nga. We know, we know who you guys are, by the way. And and if you just because you make a comment and then you don't really have a profile pic there, nothing. I mean, come on, man. Mm. Get a life. Because like at at this point in at this point in my life and since we siguro it comes with age and we're all about talking the future. I, I'm so on board on the fact that I think and I, I, I am doing it now na parang it's time to it's time to develop future talents diba? Mm-hmm. and i see the importance of of yes whoever wants to compete whoever wants to fight let's train them but i think at the grassroots level there has to be a very good foundation for people to follow diba? i'm sure. very happy i'm very happy that the urcc is here i'm very happy that um, there are other promoters but there are other promotions. There, there are a lot there. of other amateur promotions. Yes. There's a lot of other nationwide promotions that are beginning yep. to help out in the in the system. And, and you know what? People think that all promoters fight. No, we we, we I, the, all the all the all the Filipino promoters I get along with. There's no problem. Promoters that piss me off. Who I want to <laughs> I want to beat their asses just in case. Because for me, more more promotions, more events, more opportunities for fighters to earn. Yes. Yeah, but that, in, and that has been the core value of the URCC, why the URCC was created. Now, mm-hmm. We wanted it to be an avenue for fighters to earn money, make a career out of it. Yeah, and now it's just a matter of conveying the message and making people realize that combat sports is a sport that we can excel in. When mm-hmm. I was, when, when I had, when I guested uh, Sir Noel Zarate, I said, the reason, one of the reasons why I attended your broadcasting school is because I want to shed light and tell the stories of different combat sports. Because this combat sports is something that, that we can excel at. Not just in MMA, there's wrestling. There are so many good wrestlers. There are so many good amateur and 
professional boxers na, na hindi na feature or hindi nakikilala. So I think it's it's a matter of providing the right amount of mileage and exposure and telling and story narration so that at least because once once the news is out there, once information is out there, it's going to be a lot easier to to get support, get sponsors because at the end of the day it has to be sustaining. Diba? True. Mm-hmm. Very true. And then and then you know how it's done because you you also promote uh, your your own events like Art yeah, Suave. It's a very yeah. successful event uh, every year. You hold it around October in mm-hmm. the commerce the commerce uh, commerce center, center mall. Yeah. So yeah. what do you got? You know, we always have a lot of fun there, and you know, yeah. All of us have, <laughs> especially after. Yeah, especially after. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think I think right now more than anything else we just have to you know all of us really just have to work together to make sure that we get our our countrymen to the next level there's yeah. some believe it or not okay there's actually some forces who are trying to bring us down of from course like you know meron eh of course there's always there's always so you know we just have to make sure that we ignore all of that and just you know go along with our business and and like for everybody that wants to become a promoter or, you know, to become better or anything like that, don't listen to anybody. Just mm-hmm. listen to what's in here and what's in here. That is then true. You'll, then you'll get there. Don't worry about what every, anybody else thinks. You know why? Mm-hmm. In the end, they're not going to pay your bills. They're not going to mm-hmm. have to look in the mirror every day and see the same person. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything for you, right? So That's true. Right? And let's wrap this up, Chief. Uh, history. Okay, yeah. Okay, history resilience starting a movement for me that was the main takeaway of this episode it was starting a movement it was actually you processing being guided by your heart okay and having the mental faculties and the mental resilience to keep pushing forward even though a lot of people said no you still you know deep down inside you really thought that this was going to be big and look at us now and for that i am telling you I, for that, I'm very, very, very much thankful for. Because if not, where where would where would Philippine MMA be? M- Philippine MMA be if the first URCC never happened. Never. Well, well, I'm I'm also thankful right now is because what do you call it? We we planted the seeds, and there's so many people, you know, are, are continuing the movement. You being one of them, you know, mm-hmm. being our one of our black belts now in Deftak, you know. You're taking care of your chapter. You're taking care of a lot of people. People are beginning to, you know, to follow. And, you know, you teach everything else that we've always, the, the things that we've always espoused. And you're doing a really damn good job about it and keep it up. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, let's hope uh, JR starts eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> Patay! Nasa recorded! <laughs> All right, Chief, where can people find you? Okay. All social media outlets, Chief, go. All right, my Instagram is alvinaguilar111. Just, you know, feel free to give me a follow there. I'm always posting stories about what we do here. And then, uh, um, of course, my Facebook's just alvinaguilar. Just follow and then send me a message. If you have any questions about training or anything like that, just feel free. Because uh, believe it or not, a lot of people send me questions about training and stuff. And, you know, I'm always answering. Please don't ask me this question, though. Hindi ako training, wala akong gym. Don't ask me that.
Next episode, magpagkwentohan natin yan. May dumating sa gym nun, di ba? May dumating sa gym nun. Oh my God. And I will work. That was the best. <laughs> and I will add to the plugging, please follow URCC, uh, URCC Philippines, URCC Global, uh, Banff MMA, that's uh, Banff MMA Gym, that is DevTac HQ. So that's the headquarters of all the DevTac champions. And uh, what else? Any of the brands that uh, have been supporting you throughout your career, Chief? Well, I already thanked... Uh... What do you call it? San Miguel and of course the brewery. All right. Um, right now, I well, I'd just like to thank. Now, right now, none yet. None I'll yet. make the announcement when Sige, when it's there. Ayo nga pala. Sorry, sorry. May announcement. May announcement. May announcement. Yeah. Pinamunahan ko. Pinamunahan ko. Okay. And with that, that is what Coach Franco says. Bye bye. Coach Franco says would like to thank the following sponsors for making this episode possible. Knots and Crosses, the best quality gear for your jiu-jitsu training. Order your items on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Awon Coffee, for delicious locally sourced beans for your daily brew. Order yours now on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Spelled A-W-O-N, Coffee. Gatorade, because nothing beats Gatorade. For the best DevTac jiu-jitsu training out there, check out the following chapters. DevTac Rockwell. DevTac Makati. And Deftak Better Living. Book your classes on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Read news about the local martial arts scene here in the Philippines. Visit Local MMA on Facebook and listen to one of my favorite podcasts, Destroy MNL. My advocacy is providing value to my community and helping others get better. You can help me keep making podcast episodes, video tutorials, and sharing information about martial arts, food, and travel. You can support this 